Welcome to Bite Size Jazz, a podcast with a taste of new albums and new artists. I'm your host, Stephanie Steele. Thanks for joining me. On this episode, we're listening to a young saxophonist on the rise by the name of Melissa Aldana. After winning the Thelonious Monk competition in 2013, Melissa went on to release four albums as a band leader, the latest of which is called Visions. We chatted over the phone about the inspiration behind her album, an artist by the name of Frida Kahlo. Well, like, you know, like I was inspired on Frida Kahlo, but I wasn't necessarily inspired on her art. I was more inspired on her own process to find self-identity through art and her honesty, you know. So it was kind of like a process of asking myself, like, what do I, what do I have to say as a musician? Where do I want to go? How I want to play with who I want to play, you know? So it's mostly a reflection of what I actually really felt and, and my influence and what I was hearing at the moment. What's the story behind Frida? Well, you know, she went through a lot of struggle. Um, she had a bus accident when she was very young, so she was crippled the rest of her life. Then she was married to Diego Rivera, who was much older than her. And even though they were like partners for life, you know, like he cheated on her a lot with her sister. She had a lot of issues with, you know, with her family, the social change that was going back then, you know, she was a feminist, you know, so it's a lot of struggle and pain, you know, and I feel like her art is really a good reflection of all those processes in her life. Because Frida Kahlo is such an icon in South America, Melissa has always been familiar with her art and story, but a commission from the Jazz Gallery led to a deeper dive into Frida's history. And as I started investigating about her life, that's how I got really interested, you know, um, about her struggle, and I had a deeper understanding of her own of her art, you know, and that really encouraged me because back then I was going through a process of starting doing therapy, you know, I turned 30s, like, you know, this process of where you start getting to know yourself and accepting who you are. Yeah, I feel like that's something we all have to go through is learning who we really are. I mean, the 20s is such a crazy time. We're all trying to figure everything out. And yeah, um, I guess what have you learned through that process about yourself? I think a self self acceptance, you know, like accepting that you have good and bad days, um, you know, losing the fear to be alone, losing the fear to embrace like your fucked up family situation or whatever that is, you know, um, really deep looking deep into yourself and being like, okay, this is I don't like this about me, and I understand it's coming from there, and it's all the things. So let me like work on myself. Let me work on my relationships. Let me work on my friendships. And just probably like a, I mean, mostly like a deep process of growth and self-acceptance, basically. While some songs, like Acceptance, which we just heard, are about Melissa's emotional reaction to Frida Kahlo's life, others are written about specific stories. One song in particular, La Madrina, depicts a life-changing experience early in Frida's life. It's when uh, Frida was very young and she had an accident, you know, and then she's about to die. I'm just going to give you like the the fast thing. and then she sees a tunnel and she sees this ghost and that offers her eternity or die, you know, I mean, eternity or stay alive. And, and Frida chose to stay alive, you know, so the tune basically talked about the different, the different 
yeah, the different choices that we have in life and how we shape our own destiny. Most of the tracks on the album are Melissa's original compositions, but she did throw in one jazz standard, Never Let Me Go. So what made you choose that one? Well, I always, I have a bunch of ballads I really love that I, like, I kind of put out slowly and, uh, you know, but to me, like, I'm very connected to the tradition. So I always record as a, a, a ballad because it's really something that comes, is part of my history as a musician. So why specifically the ballad instead of like a different type of tune? Oh, actually, because um, back then, like, Roy Hargrove died. Like that was around the time when I recorded and also like that was one of his favorite tunes. So I wanted to do something that was, you know, that connect me with, with the image and, um, and the love that I have for his music and his playing. Did you ever meet Roy Hargrove? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, smalls at the jam sessions. That's a really cool experience to get to meet him because, I mean, he's just, I don't know, I always think of him as this huge jazz legend and the world lost a lot when he died. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the nicest people ever. Melissa was the first woman to win the Thelonious Monk Institute of Jazz competition as an instrumentalist. We discussed what it was like for her competing in an industry that is dominated by men. You know, as I get older, like I do, at least from my peers, you know, I do feel like extremely respect from everyone, you know, and and I feel like people call me and I have a career going on and I don't think that it's just because I'm a female, you know, and, but yeah, I feel extremely respected by, by the media, um, whatever they want to look at me, you know, and then by peers that like musicians I really admire, you know, I just feel like one of the musicians, you know, so I haven't gone through the experience. I am aware, so it's not that I don't worry about it, you know, but I feel like the best thing that I can do is to be a role model for the younger ladies that want to play the instrument, you know, and I I never had a role model on the saxophone, you know, and I'm not, I, with all the respect for all the saxophone players, I don't think there has been one female that has done something very, like, extremely deeply with the saxophone, you know, um, you know, like Mark, or Chris Potter, or Sonny Rollins, you know, and it's not about... It's because it's a female or it's a guy. It's just like it have not happened, you know. If Sonny Rollins was a female, I would transcribe him. You know, it's about the music. So I feel like I'm trying to just be the strongest I can and I'm mature and trying to do something that is meaningful, you know, so I can, I can be an example, you know. So if you had a, any advice or something you wanted to say to some of those younger girls, what would it be? Take care of the music, you know. Just be aware of what is happening. You know, the his, the, there is a history and there is an issue. Like, I'm not denying that. And, you know, but don't let that get under your skin and become insecure because of it. Because at the end of the day, the music is big by itself, you know? Though still early in her career, Melissa is proving to be a trailblazer. Like I said earlier, she's already released four albums so far as a band leader, and she's not slowing down anytime soon.
looking forward to your career. I mean, what are you looking forward to after COVID ends and you can finally get back out to playing? Do you have any projects planned out? Yeah, I'm going to record a new album, maybe in October if it's possible. Um, but, you know, like it's just been such a deep times where I was alone and going through a lot of things. And, and you know, just I'm looking forward to playing with the musicians and see what I have to say by then. You know, like so much change in my head and in my life that I'm excited to see how that is going to come out. We've been listening to Melissa Aldana talk about her album Visions, which was released in 2019. Check out the rest of her album on any major streaming platform. And if you really like it, consider supporting her music by buying Visions from the Amazon Music Store, iTunes, or her website, melissaaldana.com. I'm Stephanie Steele. Thanks for listening to Bite Size Jazz. <laughs>